If you've lost your vision, your energy, or your mojo, then this show is for you. Whether it's your health, career, relationships, it's time to reclaim and discover your best life yet. Award-winning journalist and TV host, Gail Guayardo, will touch, move, and inspire you in this entertaining, fast-paced, and informative podcast as Gail has helped thousands of people achieve massive, life-changing transformations. Here's your host, Gail Guayardo. no doubt we now live in a ghosting culture. It is just so easy to do because we're on our devices and you can walk away from anything just by swiping, scrolling, and drag deleting somebody out of your life. And my next guest is an author who actually wrote a book about this. Where'd they go? Bringing light to ghosting culture. We'd like to welcome author Andy Liu to the Bloom Bonus Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Gail. Thank you so much. You can block, report, delete. And then we end up we end up emulating that behavior in our real life as well. It's so true. And you know, what's interesting is the name of this podcast is Your Story, Your Health, Your Best Life. And you actually have your own personal story when it comes to dealing with being ghosted. What happened? Well, as an author, this is my ninth book. I always observe social culture and I like to bring to the readers and my audience what I feel like they're actually going to benefit from in their lives because I'm a certified food lifestyle and wellness coach as well. And the lifestyle that we lead, it needs to help us live a better quality of life naturally. So if we are, you know, having great nutrition or exercise or social life or everything's going well in our life but then I started observing that the only thing that wasn't going well was our level of communication and how we interact with others and ghosting I observed was a culture I'm like this is boo sheet I'm calling it out (laughs) and we have to make it stop because so many people that I was coaching We're just saying this is haunting me or this is feeling like emotional abuse even, you know, and, you know, it's really something that if you don't deal with disappearance, it can literally be a scary thing for people. It can haunt you forever. So, yeah, I wrote the book, Where'd They Go? This is happening the most. Do you think this is happening in a dating culture, family dynamics? I mean, what is happening that this has become such a phenomenon? Oh my God, what is happening to us? You know, because as you say, like it happened to me from, you know, having people that I coached, it happened to me personally. Even I got ghosted and I still get ghosted sometimes. Um, it also is happening to almost everyone we know now. I hardly hear anyone who hasn't been ghosted or got, you know, they ghosted somebody else. I've come across some studies where a fifth of those people had been ghosted out of 1,800 that participated in the study, and then a third of those had actually ghosted someone themselves too. Mm. So, look, here's the thing. Do we like it? Do we hate it? The book explores when ghosting is good. Sometimes it is. You know, by the way, for those of you who don't know who, what ghosting is it's when somebody just never returns phone calls text messages emails 
ever again. So it does stem from online behavior. And now we do everything online, including dating. So yes, it can happen in the dating world, Gail, but it's also just happening in friendships and business too. Hmm. So, you know, a lot of people are just not turning up to jobs and not emailing and the human resources department are really, they've got a lot on their plate now. Then you've also got Obviously, in dating, you can feel like you're in a date with someone. You can feel like you're in a relationship with them when you haven't actually met them. This is what I'm observing in social culture is that people feel like they're in a relationship, but they haven't met. And it all started from the pandemic where it really escalated because we had to quarantine. We had to video connect. Um, And quarantining became a thing where you actually started building a meaningful relationship with someone by getting to know them. It was kind of a good thing because, you know, dating apps were, it was like speed dating on speed, literally. It was like, boom, you matched and boom, you're getting married. You thought so. But in actual fact, the whole pandemic helped us to slow down speed dating and actually get to know someone. But then when we started investing emotionally, we feel like we're in a relationship with them, but we aren't necessarily. So to actually ghost someone from there, you kind of have to go, well, we weren't really in a relationship. So unless we really were making firm plans to meet, it's kind of okay for that to just drop off and, and never really chat again, because you have to kind of understand that people move on with their real world lives. Mm -hmm. It's when ghosting is, I guess it's when ghosting is that you have met the person and you have been on dates with them, or you might've met their friends and, you know, you've been seeing each other for a while and then those people disappear that's when the behavior is really, really bad. But ghosting can be good if you're being disrespected or you're in danger. Not only should you ghost, but you should probably block and report too. But what if you're like, like you mentioned, like you're talking to somebody online um, and you think you've got something going on, or maybe you're dealing with a family member and you think everything's okay. And then all of a sudden that person ghosts you. I mean, at the end of the day, I I hear what you're saying about the culture that we live in today and how we've almost become conditioned to do that. But I still feel like that somebody should at least have the respect to say, Hey, you know what? This isn't working for me. Um, I am, I don't want to communicate for X, Y, Z, you know, regardless of what it is, why aren't people just taking the high road? The view is a lot better from up there. So I did some research myself because I'd been ghosted quite a few times and, you know, it led me to write the book, but I realized firsthand that a lot of people lie about their lives. A lot of people aren't really 32 years old or 57 years old, or they don't really have that job or, you know, and and it's not that they're fake. They're not catfishing you. They're real people, but they can't continue to live out that lie in that relationship anymore. And so they just feel like it's easier to just drop off and not tell you than to continue to be somebody else. And it's a whole nother level of catfishing because it's not catfishing. It's just creating a persona of who you want that person to think you are and having a relationship with someone that is not that person. So you're still having a real relationship with them because you can see them. Whereas in catfishing, you've never really met but you can see them on video. You may have met them in real life, but online they told you something else. And I found this out because somebody just ghosted me. They dropped off the face of the earth. 
And then I saw them on a dating TV show. I think it was called First Dates and it had their real age there. And I was like, wow, (laughs) I reckon, because they were like super young and I look so young for my age, Gail. Like, I mean, I'm in wellness, so that's what I preach and teach. I'm going to be 50 in July. But this guy was like only 24. (laughs) You you look great. I mean, I got to be honest with you. I'm all about wellness too. So I actually like to shout out my shout out my age. Cause I, I don't know. I, I, I feel as a woman, you almost have to just own it. Um, yes. And you look fantastic for your age and for a mother you. of four and yeah, absolutely. We should own it. But this guy was like 24, babe. So. Oh, oh yeah. 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 So you were, um, unbeknownst to you robbing a serious cradle. Not, not, I shouldn't say that though. Cause no. I was like, yeah, no. I don't, I don't want to say that only because if a guy did it, it would be no problem. I think that if a girl does it, it should be the same thing. I mean, the age shouldn't be a number. And and I just kind of, you know, I well, kind of shout know it out. I, that I don't even stand behind. Think, yeah, I know what you're saying. But what I think you meant was he possibly felt that way, which is why he ghosted. Like yes. he couldn't, he didn't have the emotional capacity. And this is the other reason why people ghost is they just don't have the emotional capacity to have that sweaty palmed conversation or be honest in a real connection and so yeah absolutely he just he couldn't live through with the lie and you know having said that because I always say goodbye to ageism and I love removing stigma around you know age gaps in real love scenarios and I've been with and I've dated men for a long time and it was quite genuine that we had a 20-year age gap but those men are usually very emotionally mature they're top 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 in their fields um and they've been working since they were like 16 do you know what I mean so um that's that's the difference but I think you know as I said people ghost because they're living a lie even though it's the real person that you're meeting they just lied about where they live what they do what age they are you know that sort of thing and they just have to drop off because they just can't deal with having that real life conversation. You could have been okay with it, but they just can't. And so the book addresses, I guess, how to have a sweaty palm conversation and how to leave people better than you found them. Because in actual fact, when you give someone that closure and that honesty, it's so nice, not only for them, but for you. It's kind of like a karmic exchange where you support one another, where you're so great. You're filled and overwhelmed with gratitude for the honesty and the closure that you both land up finding love that's better for you with someone else. And yeah, otherwise you kind of got this wounded soul kind of walking around feeling low in their self-esteem. And that's what ghosting does to people. It robs them of their confidence. You know, you said earlier, I I, I believe uh, this is the term you used, um, emotional abuse um, is what ghosting feels like. And, and it, it, it really does. I mean, I have not been ghosted by, um, you know, I, and thank goodness, because I've been happily married 20 years. So I haven't been ghosted in my, in my love life, but I have been ghosted by a family member. And I mm. gotta tell you, it really, really, really hurts because I don't understand why, you know, and it gets to the wow. point where there's only so you much still time don't you can be like a little puppy dog trying to be like, Hey, Hey, what's up? Hey, hey. And then finally I got to this stage in my life where I'm just like, you know what? I don't know what's going on here, 
And as somebody will, that will always look to herself to self-blame, I can't think of one thing that I've done to, to warrant this kind of behavior. And so, yep. I, you know, I just, I just have to find that peace inside. Of closure. Me. I mean, I'm, I'm a lot better right. off than I am was before, but it does take some time to heal from this. Absolutely. And I love that you shared that so openly and honestly, because then we can all relate to it. And that's why I wrote 50 ways to deal with disappearance, because sometimes you will not get the closure from the person. So you have to find it within yourself. So there are 50 ways in the back of the book to find that peace, as you called it, because you are not necessarily going to get the answer or the closure from that person. And I've learned more and more and remember this, it says everything about them and nothing about you. So you don't go into self-blame mode, but it can just be as simple as meeting with that person and having a conversation could bring up their own self-doubt. Um, you know, it could trigger something in them. I know some people haven't wanted to have conversations with someone because it brings them back to a place where they felt low self-worth as well. So I think it's really important to remember as again, I'll say this again, it says everything about them and nothing about you. So try not to go into that blame game unless you really could be open to saying, could I have been better? But if nothing's coming up for you, Gail, then it's just something that they are not able to deal with. I think for others who really want to have that closure from the other person, you really have to be cool with just whatever. And I'm not saying this is you, Gail, but some people make it really scary for others to have an honest conversation with them and they're not picking up on yellow and red flags and you know the communication style could be real sort of you know defense mode every time somebody tries to open up and it becomes a bit of an attack or whatever and usually it's just because we've all got sort of unhealed trauma that we haven't dealt with dealt with rather and then it doesn't move us from you know trauma to <clears throat> excuse me when I think about trauma I get ch choked up myself because we've all been there but what happens is we need to move from trauma to wisdom and use that wisdom to love others harder because you've learned to find that peace within yourself. But a lot of people aren't able to have that challenging conversation because it triggers them. And so if we make it easier for them and, and bring light, this is why the subtitle is where they go, bringing light to ghosting culture and we can make it light and easy for them to open up then chances are they will start to share more with you and you can do that through comedy so I always I mean I've shared with you before on your show Bloom Gail that you know you can bring some fun ways of letting that person know that they're not going to be judged it's not going to be hard I've got you let's laugh about this too you know um, yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of laughter, I, I did want to tell you a story um, uh, that you just mentioned. You, you were nice enough to come in uh, to our nationally syndicated uh, health and lifestyle show Bloom here headquartered in Tampa, Florida, and um, brought a copy of your book. And I set it down just for like a second. And somehow it was like a ghost. Somebody just swiped it. So I apparently there must be people around that need to, to that learn need more about ghosting because wow. it just, it just that. vanished into thin air. So, um, oh my so goodness. I just thought that was kind of funny that it's definitely a hot topic right now. And you, and that's what you do. You, this is your ninth in a series of books, correct? Yeah. So everything I write about is how to serve you better, whether it's fitness, 
natural pregnancy and birthing was my sec- second one. You know, I've written about good fats and how that helps the hormones. That became a bestseller instantly. Eat fat, be lean, eat fat, be thin. Um, you know, it was in the time that we were learning about paleo and quitting sugar. <clears throat> Sorry. And I thought when people are quitting sugar, there's no way in the world they're going to be able to quit sugar until they start to introduce good fats because that's what will satiate you, right? So then mm-hmm. that created a fat food movement. Then, you know, Real Fit Food was my fifth book, I think. Um, it was about functional fitness and that Real Fit Food movement where we went back to eating fresh again and and understanding how to read the backs of packets and packaged foods and how they were processed and they've been through a process and um, and yeah, I just continue to write in a way that serves us to get healthier and healthier mind, body, and soul. And this is a mental health subject. Oh, whoa. <laughs> no so, worries. You know, <laughs> and people a, are like, serious... we're, all, we're all zooming and chatting to one another on the go. So no worries, but yeah. Yeah. You, but it's, and, it's and a this serious was a, mental health subject. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this one definitely, I think falls into, um, the mental health space too, just because this is such a, a grueling subject to, to even think about. Cause I'm sure most people listening have experienced this and I know your book will help them. And I, I know um, that you're a busy lady. I won't keep you much longer, but I do want to extend an invitation. The next time you're in Tampa, Florida, I hope that you will come back on bloom. You're just a fascinating guest and we really enjoy talking to you. And we, we love that we have a little extra time to talk to our guests on the bloom bonus podcast. So thank you so much, Andy. I'd love to thank you so much. I always enjoy speaking to you, Gail. Thank you. And have an amazing day. You too. Bye Andy. That's it for today's episode of your story, your health, your best life with Gail Guardo. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to win a $25,000 value VIP day with Gail herself. Be sure to head on over to your story, your health, your best life podcast.com and pick up a free copy of Gail's gift and join us on the next episode.